I'm Jacob Rodriguez, Editor-in-Chief of the University Star, and you're listening to a University Star podcast. Around here, when you win, it isn't good enough. You know, but when you lose, damn sure ain't good enough. So so what is good enough? You guys need to tell us what is good enough. I guess you get paid to call a controversy, but in this locker room, we're not going to help that call. You, you write that in the paper. You write that. You make money off that. You're carrying on like a legacy, like your last name, you know? The people that did this in the 80s, they weren't doing it just because, oh, they thought it was a cool hairdo. No, they were doing it because they were badass. What up, sports fans? It's the Texas State Sports Prez, also known as the vice president of podcasts here at the University Star. So this was a crazy episode. We had to do an emergency one, but that's what happens when you're putting out content 24-7, 365, like the University Star is. So this is how this is going to work. You're going to hear Jacob Rodriguez kind of host this podcast He's got a good interview with Sean and Chando, one of our senior, senior, senior reporters. And at the end of it, you're going to hear an interview with new professional basketball player and former Texas State Bobcat, Alex Peacock, the one that I did with him. So that's how this is going to work. We're going to throw it right over Jacob right now. I'm Jacob Rodriguez. I'm the editor-in-chief of the University Star. I'm not Claire Partain. I'm sorry uh, for you loyal fans listening. Uh, I got a text last night from Claire at 1035. She said, hey, I've got a huge issue with the pod. Some Somehow it uh, accidentally got deleted. And I said, what's up? And she said, and Colton won't answer me, and I leave tomorrow, so I don't know what to do. They, they recorded this thing on Wednesday. Um, so, yeah. And now Claire's going to be in Switzerland. So I just told her I would take care of it. And we're basically going to do the whole thing again because that's showbiz, baby, right? Uh, we got a pretty jam-packed show, though, even though not a whole lot is happening at Texas State right now currently. Uh, you know, people are still doing, you know, off-season practice and then skill work and stuff like that. Um, obviously, football is like kind of like the biggest thing that we want to cover, but, you know, it's kind of hard to do things when everybody's just kind of out of town or in Switzerland like Claire is. So, yeah, we got uh, Colton and Sean today. And we're going to talk a little bit about uniforms and, you know, just some upcoming projections and stuff for the football season and team. And I haven't really talked to these guys in a while, so it'll be kind of fun for me just to kind of pick their brain a little bit. So that's what we got for you today. Um, yeah, let's get to it. And on the phone line now is Sean and Chando, one of the sports reporters at the Star. Uh, Sean, this week we're talking about Nickel State, right, for your whole preview gig? Oh, yeah. Um, like I was saying last week, Nickel State, uh, well, after further review, Nickel State is, um, a lot better than I thought. Um, last year they finished, they finished nine and four, um, in first place in the Southland Conference. They're, they're, uh, Division Two. I, last week I said Texas State should be able to beat this team, uh, pretty badly, but, um, this team beat Kansas last year. Uh, a couple years ago, they almost beat Texas A&M and uh, Georgia. Um, so this this might be a lot tougher than we think. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> than you think? <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, man, this team's pretty good. They they have a really good uh, quarterback. His name's uh, Chase Forsad. He was he's one of those uh, those Manning Camp invitees. Uh, he's like a pro style quarterback. But he can also run the ball. Um, 
he rushed. I mean, he passed for over 3,000 yards, um, threw for 21 touchdowns, uh, only eight interceptions, had a completion rating, I mean, completion percentage of 60%, and he rushed for 659 yards and 13 touchdowns last year. So this guy is going to be a problem, uh, to say the least. Do you have like a, a size comparison for us, Sean? Because that's kind of like the first thing that we notice, right, in the press box is how big these guys are compared to Texas State most of the time. Yeah, well, when you play a team like this, you Texas State has Division One athletes, so they're going to be they're going to be bigger, they're going to be faster. Um, but this, for some reason, Nickel State plays really well against uh, these Division One schools. Also, Nickel State is is an old. Uh, Southern Conference rivalry, even though it's not, I guess you can call it a rivalry, but they haven't played since 2011, which um, Texas State won like 38 to 13 or something like that. So it's, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. That's a weird thing to look into, too, just because of, you know, Texas State's sort of like football history in like all time, you know, back when we were a D2 school and we won the D2 national championship twice. And, mm-hmm. Then I don't know, I don't know. Do you, that I guess that's sort of my question to you actually is, does like the culture of the team match the tradition of the team for Texas State and Nichols State? I guess both the teams have like changed drastically within the last like, I don't know, five ten years. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I was <laughs> someone was talking to me in the other room. Um, uh, can you rephrase that question? I, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm just waking up too. <laughs> it's okay. It's <laughs> early. I was not paying attention. Uh, you got caught me off guard. Okay, so my question is: Does like Texas State's history and like tradition, like you know, D, winning two D two national championships, match like the culture of the team now? And the same like kind of question with Nickel State too. You know, both teams have changed pretty drastically within the last five to ten years. Mm. Um, I would say Nickel State. They um, they their their tradition is, I I guess they've never really been really a bad team. And this is kind of me um, looking up this team who who I had no idea anything about them when a lot of old school texas state fans they they know of nickel state because they remember playing these teams this team back in the day so if you're saying like uh traditionally like what's a trajectory of each team i think nickel state is trending in a more positive way than texas state as of right now um because Right now, they they're ranked um, in in the FCS ranking in the Hero Sports um, poll. They're ranked as the 13th best team in the country, and Texas State obviously is not even close to being a ranked team. So I I, I think right now Nickel State is is in a better situation as far as uh, success um, goes. I, I think Nickel State is in is in a better place. Is that what you is that what you're trying to um, ask? Yeah, but also just looking at like the history of the two programs, you know, like I don't know, does anybody care that we won two national championships way back when, or you know, because <laughs> Texas State does have a winning record, I would think overall. Correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. I don't think the last three to four years have completely wiped out the winning tradition at Texas State. 
historically yeah, i guess I, they haven't been nationally known as that yeah i i guess it that kind of stuff's important for the for the alumni and uh some of some of the old fans um no one really not a lot of people pay attention nationally to like fcs schools like who really knew about Appalachian State when they beat Michigan uh, back in like 2007, I believe? Like no one even heard of them, but they they're they've been a they've been a FCS powerhouse forever. Yeah, and a lot of people thought they were going to get called up. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you knew it's it just a matter of time. Well, for people that do that did follow them, I remember when I saw that I was like, who that who's this team? Who's Appalachian State? And, and now right, I see them now. Yeah, and and right now I can actually just talk a little bit about um the the preseason coaches poll because that came out this week too and appalachian state is picked to finish first in the east and mm-hmm. texas state is dead last in the west so i mean <laughs> yeah and uh until they win something like I, I don't disagree with that at all yeah like and who who can you really say that they're better than yeah. I, I i guess georgia state but i think georgia state is uh, picked to finish last in their division too. So. Yeah, they had less points than us though, so I guess that's something. <laughs> I guess the second to last—that's that's, a—that's an improvement. I'll take <laughs> it. But I mean, it goes back those 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 preseason polls mean nothing. Yeah. Ever in basketball, I think Texas State was was picked to be uh, I think uh, second or third to last, and they ended up being uh, finishing up in the top three. So I, I think those those preseason uh, those preseason rankings mean nothing. So what else can you tell me about Nickel State, Sean? Um, <laughs> so they're they're good pretty much everywhere. Um, they're they're one of the they're I think their strength is is how well they run the ball. Um, they did lose some of some of their other running backs, but they are returning uh, their star running back PJ Buckhalter. He was a 2018 All Conference running back. He um, the team uh, rushed for over 2,800 yards last season. Um, they are, uh, they're, I guess their most glaring weakness on the team is their offensive line. Cause they pretty much graduated the whole team on the offensive line. Uh, but other than that, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, they're, um, they're ranked as 11th best rushing team in the FCS. Uh, they're returning all their best defenders, linebacker, Allen, uh, Pittman, leading tackler, Christian Mims, their tackle for loss leader, Evan, um, Veron. And their sack leader, uh, Sully Lake. So, um, so yeah, it, it's, that's that's definitely going to be an, an issue. But I mean, if you can, I mean, if you got to set the tone, w- one of the things you do have on your side is you you have a you're playing at home. It's going to be in San Marcos, so hopefully they can they can get the crowd behind them, and hopefully. Um, this is about the time when when they start getting their offense their offensive going their like this new offense that they're learning they'll hopefully the offense will be humming by then. Yeah, I I think the scariest uh, part of this situation for me at least is uh, that Nickel State sort of has like a pretty nice schedule leading up to that game. You know, they play mm-hmm. Kansas State their very first game, which is another thing. But then the next two weeks after that, they pre they play Prairie View and SFA. So they're going to get a little bit of time to kind of like figure out what exactly they can do. Or on the flip side, Texas State, you know, we play A&M. So we're going to get punched in the face <laughs> in an SEC oh, yeah. game. 
uh, we're going to find out very quickly. And I think I said this on the podcast some time ago, but we're going to find out very quickly what this team can't do during that game. And, you know, during the Wyoming game. Oh, Sean, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, sorry. I guess the audio cut out on my end, but I I can still hear you. Anyway, I, I, I was just saying, you know, I think during the Wyoming game, that's when everybody's going to expect this team to compete at a high level. We're pretty evenly matched with Wyoming, too. So I would be mm-hmm. kind of shocked if we didn't. Um, and then we're going to play SMU at Georgia State. All tough games leading up to the Nickel State game. So we're going to be a little fatigued. Yeah, I, I think um, taking out that Texas A&M game, uh, you have some pretty winnable games. I don't know about the SMU game. Uh, I think SMU is going to be really tough. Yeah. Uh, um, but Wyoming, um, contrary to, to what some of the other uh, people I've talked around here, some of the reporters, I don't think Wyoming's good at all. They And even the, the Dave Campbells, they even picked Texas State to lose against Wyoming. I, I just I, – I don't see it. Um, and, and I know I've talked about that on the other podcast. They're not that tough. I, if I'll be surprised if they get if I, I wouldn't be surprised if Wyoming wins, but if Wyoming was to whip Texas State, I would be surprised. Um, I mean, and then you, yeah, who, and Georgia State, it should be Georgia State. It all those games are winnable games. They have a chance if if they're if they have a chance to have a winning record going into uh, if they beat Nickel State, uh, they can be going into the Louisiana Louisiana Monroe game. With the, with a very like a four and two record possibly. So that and and you're talking if you if if you if all the things happen that you want to happen you you're starting to think like hey maybe bowl maybe a bowl game this year because their their record isn't that tough. I would be I would be very shocked if we didn't win the Nickel State game and then just outrightly smack ULM just because of the the home and home like nature of that game you know those are two back to back games. Yeah. At Bobcat yeah. Stadium, and it's family weekend for the Nickel State game. So, oh yeah, yeah, it's um, they have a very favorable early uh, season. They play a lot of home games in the beginning of the season against uh, some some games that that can really set the tone. Um, I think the Louisiana Monroe game last year was the game um, where everything kind of went off the rails. Uh, I, I think that was actually the first game I I started covering the football team last year. Was this, uh, and they they lost by I think I think they lost by like one score. I don't know if it was a field goal or a touchdown, but that that was the game where they if they win that game, they, the whole season might have been different. So it might be like you, you have a revenge game against ULM, and I'll go over that game next week. I kind of break down what what happened and what happened to last year's season. But yeah, dang. So, but um, big game. What huh? I would say is in this Nickel State game, uh, my prediction is I think Texas State will win uh, a close game. I think they won twenty-seven, twenty-one. Um, not the blowout I predicted last week, but also um, not a loss. So I think they they escape, and then they they they're gonna go home with the well, they're 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 gonna leave that game feeling better about themselves and with the winning record yeah sounds good to me yep yep cool all right sean cool cool thanks man
All right, I'm I'm gonna go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you later. All right, later. Welcome back, sports fans. So, great stuff from Jacob and Sean talking about Nickel State. Next up, we got Alex Peacock talking about what his future holds. Former Bobcat, future professional athlete. And this is somebody that we're going to want to keep an eye on as his career continues to develop. And he kind of talks a little bit about the next season for your Texas State Bobcats. Stick around. It's coming right now. All right, on the phone line right now, we have Alex Peacock. Alex has been always will be one of my favorite texas state basketball players alex how's it been going my man uh i can't complain at all it's been going pretty well all right well let's talk about first off you signing this new contract what went into it did what how long did it take you to get an agent after the season got done what all went into this um so basically right after the uh last georgia state game um I was getting contacted by, you know, agents left and right and whatnot. Uh, and I, probably about two two weeks, uh, the agent that I signed with contacted me, and it took me about a week, week and a half to sign with him. So it was, it was a pretty quick process. I always think that's kind of interesting, the kind of turnaround, because you pretty much go from somebody that has to – you're focusing clearly on basketball, but you also have school and you also have your friends and you also have Texas State. You live in paradise. And then to kind of swing from that to, okay, what's the next step? That had to be something, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. I had I, I, I didn't know, you know, because, you know, um, my numbers at Texas State, I mean, they're pretty good. I'm happy with how my career ended at Texas State. But, you know, the numbers are what they look at. And, you know, my numbers are very middle of the pack. But it doesn't display how I am as a player because, you know, I had having to make sacrifices and Things like that for the betterment of the team is something I had to do. So I didn't know what I was, uh, if I was going to get an agent, if I was going to, you know, end up getting a contract or something like that. So it was kind of like a what do I do now type thing. And then, you know, the agents came in and I was like, okay, so maybe this is something I, that that I can pursue and something that, you know, because it's something I've always wanted to do. You know, every, you know, pretty much every Division One basketball player, basketball player in general, dreams of going pro at some level. And so I, I, it just it just happened for me. Now, what is that like now, going from a person? Because I, I know a little bit about your story, and I think a lot of people, Texas State fans especially, have kind of known where you started. You started junior college, coming to Texas State, and now going overseas. You have a kind of a unique journey when it comes to getting to this point. Um, for sure, first, uh, for sure, but you know it. Being coming from JUCO, I feel gave me the the edge that I needed to get to where I am. You know, I tell everybody every time they ask me how is JUCO, I tell I tell them it was the best worst experience of my life because it is a grind. You're 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 grinding. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. You don't have I don't have a beautiful apartment that I live in here. You know, I don't get the stipend and everything that I get here. You know, it's just all pure. It, it, it's the purest form of college basketball you have. It's simply about basketball and school. And that's it. And so being there gave me the, the, the knowledge that I have and the I, – I don't take anything for granted, basically. So that that gave me the, the – just being able to not – just look at things from a from a more of a minute perspective and being able to say, okay, I, I could be over here still doing this. No, I'm here. I have all these things. Like I can I, – I don't take anything for granted. I can cherish the things that I have. 
and being able to do stuff like that. So that, that that's really what gave me my my edge, I, I, I guess. Clearly, you play like I just watching you play, covering the team. I've seen that you you play with an edge, and you have a special type of energy. And I, I don't know, there's just something about when you step on the court, it's different than watching other people step on the court. But let's talk about this contract that you signed with Cyprus. What what can you tell me about the team that you've signed with? What can you tell me about the the league that you're joining? Um, it's a pretty good league. Pretty, it's a, a pretty good team I'm going to. Um, it's kind of a, a starter league, so um, basically, you know, me being a rookie with, like I said, my numbers and stuff like that, it's actually a pretty good place that I actually ended up. Um, yeah, it's a pretty good league. It's right on the, it's on the beach. It's pretty nice, actually. You know, the team and the coaches and everything there, they're they're pretty good people. You know, they have. I feel like they have my best interest at heart and stuff like that. That's what I was going to say, because um, I'm looking at, I, I kind of looked up where Cyprus is, and I kind of like, you know, just, you go on Google Earth, and you just type it in, you kind of look around. It's pretty nice. Like, there's nice. there's, there's yeah, some places pretty, that are a lot worse. It's pretty, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty nice place to be at, I must say. All right, what can you tell me about, what, how does your family feel about this? What did mom um, and dad say? Mom mom loves it, you know. <laughs> mom Mom's just happy that, you know, I'm, I'm getting to, getting to play play my dream and do what I always wanted to do but I mean the family they're, they're pretty much just happy for me they're just happy for me you know it's a long way away from home but they know you know I've been away from home for pretty much all of my college career so they they, they know they know I'm ready for it and that I'm, I'm going to be able to handle, handle it so they're just happy that I'm able to you know be a professional basically you know that I get to live out my dream so, yeah they're just happy for me so let's talk about the next step what coming out of Texas State, you know, you clearly changed your game a little bit. You kind of talked about taking a little bit of a back seat. What now, career's over. What what was the thing going into the summer that you're going to work on the most? Um, more because you know, uh, Texas. I'm 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 gonna be more of a like an like an outright guard mm-hmm. uh, overseas. You know, I'm gonna be more of a two three kind of guy. So moving from that four spot where you know it's more about. Um, setting screens and getting people open and then finding looks and stuff like that. It's going to be more of a, okay, now it's, it's, it's about my shot and, you know, basically me being that guy. So basically I got to get back into that. I got to work on coming off ball screens, stuff like that, that I didn't do here that I'm going to have to be able to do at the next level, you know, because I've, I've got the, the basics, the fundamentals, pass, dribble, shoot. We got all that, you know, it's more basically getting the, the, basically switching from the four position to more of a ball-dominant guard-oriented position. Oh, my, my favorite player, Nigel Pearson, where it seems oh, like my... every every time that I say anything about him, he, he finds a way to hear it. So can you tell what what do you like about Nigel's game? He's clearly one of the best players in Texas State history at this point. What what going forward do you see from him? Going forward, this is last year. I mean, me and Nigel, we've talked about this before. Like we 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 talk we talk basketball. That's, that's my dude. So we talk basketball all the time. Um, but I like basically what I expect from him is is to, to just level up. Nigel, Nigel knows what, what 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 time it is. You know, this is last year. I told him like it's gonna fly. It's gonna fly by. You know, I thought I never thought that I'd be you know sitting here, you know, not I, I'm I'm watching practice and. You know stuff like that. So I, I I expect Nigel to just take it take it to a whole nother gear. He knows what he has to do. You know Nigel works his butt off uh, every day. You know 
So so I just I, I expect nothing but greatness from Nigel. He he expects the same from himself. You ask him, he'll say the exact same thing. So you know he he's he's gonna be number one in the on on the points list, all that stuff. Like I you, you say he's one of the best. I say he's the best player to ever play at Texas State. I'm gonna just say it right now. So you know stuff like that. Not Nigel. That's all I expect from Nigel. It's just pure greatness. I love it. I love to hear that. So, what do you have any good practice stories? I know we got to go back to this. Do you have any good stories in practice of, you know, the dogs coming out of the of the cage? You know, leashes are off. People are going at each other. What? what... Oh yeah, I can give you some of those for sure. All right, let's hear I it. I need that for sure. Okay, so, you know, me and so is me. Uh, I'm always on the maroon team, pretty much. I'm always on the maroon team, so it's basically you know starters against, you know, uh, the, the second five and stuff like that. So, you know, it'd be days, you know, the, the starters, you know, we're tired, we just played a game, yada, yada. So there was one time, I forget, which, which, uh, it was, um, we were at home. We had just come off a road trip. We were tired. We're like, man, we're just tired, you know what I'm saying? So white team, they're getting on, they're, they're busting our butt. Like, they're, they're getting on, it's pretty good. And Coach stops the practice. He's like, yeah, you start screaming. Yada yada, you guys, you know, you think yada yada, this, this, that. We're like, all right. <laughs> so I think it was the score was like eight to zero at that point. The white team did score again, I think, at the end of the drill. It was 32 to eight. <laughs> <laughs> we're me, Trey, Nigel, uh, Jalen, and ET. We're just, we're letting them have it. We're like, okay. Because it, the the white team like to talk stuff too, like you know we're we're, we're there, there are guys on the court, you know they like to talk talk their stuff. So you know they're talking stuff. Yeah, we're kicking you, you know yada yada. We're like yeah, okay. So we just put an end to all that at, <laughs> at once. It was pretty fun. What can you tell me about Trey Nottingham? Because when I talked this season to people around the Sun Belt Conference, especially after the Sun Belt Conference tournament, I was talking to other writers and stuff, and everybody was telling me that Trey had a, a huge ceiling to get to the next level. You guys are buddies. What does his future look like? What can you tell me about him right now? Um, right now, Trey is pretty much in the same boat that I, that I am. He just hasn't signed a contract. You know, he's, he's waiting for his. You know, Trey is a phenomenal basketball player, especially for the pro level. Yeah, so the pros, Trey, Trey is, he's like that. You know, he's going to get the contract. He's going to, you know, he can shoot the ball really well. Trey's a great dude. You know, that's my roommate. That's my guy. I have nothing but good things to say about Trey. And, um, yeah, that's my dude. He, he, he's going to he's gonna be a professional for for a pretty, pretty good while. I, I feel like it. All right, Alex, thank you so much for talking to us. Before I let you go, I need to ask you one more thing. Texas State fans – they're pretty good. I, I think basketball season this year was special for a lot of people, and people are still talking about this season. What going forward? You're going to be over the pond a little bit. What going forward can fans do to support this team? Just keep up what you guys did last year. Last year, especially, you know, having, what is it, like five or four of the top five attendances ever. So stuff like that, I mean, you guys are going to have a good team this year. You know, I've had faith in all my guys. You know, we got Marlon coming back, Mason, Shelby, Q, Nigel, E.T., Zoe, everybody. You're gonna have a great group of great group of dudes to cheer for. Just come out and bring your takers gear. That's all I gotta say. And uh, thank you so much, Bobcat Nation. That's another thing I gotta say.
Great stuff from Alex. He's one of my favorite athletes ever to cover. So I'm Andrew Zimmel, the Texas State Sports President. You've been listening to a University Star podcast. want to thank Jacob Rodriguez. want to thank Sean and Chanda. want to give our great leader, our commander-in-chief, the quarterback, the point guard, the pitcher, the catcher, everything for our sports department, Claire Partain. She's on vacation. We got great content coming down the pipe from you. Media Day, Sunbelt Media Day from New Orleans, Louisiana. I will be out there for that. So I'm going to bring a bunch of good sound bites from Jake Spavadol, Brian London, Aaron Brewer, and probably a bunch of other Sunbelt players. You're going to get a lot of great content on the University Star website. You're going to want to check all that out. And we are always putting out better and better content every single day. Support student media. Thank you so much for listening.